are now tuned into I'm Not Perfect, a podcast where I share with you my stories of struggles and the life lessons I've learned to help you cope with and rise above the challenges in your life. I'm your host, Pre Speaks, a motivational speaker and mindset coach, and I believe that none of us are perfect, but your willingness to accept your imperfections and rise above them is what helps shape you into the best version of yourself. Welcome aboard. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of I'm Not Perfect. I am your host, Pre Speaks, and today we're going to be talking about how to make a relationship work. Now, I've invited a special guest to join me on the show today. He goes by the name of Hickman L.A. Uh, He's a music (laughs) artist, but more importantly, he's my boyfriend and and someone who I love uh, very much. Mr. Hickman L.A., welcome to the show. How you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. How about you, (laughs) pre-speaks? Pre-speaks. I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me. I I, I truly appreciate you being here. Of course. (laughs) Now, listen, I decided to have you as a guest today because you and I, we both come from backgrounds where healthy relationships weren't necessarily modeled to us. Um, I know that growing up, I didn't have a model figure that made me confident in saying, this is the type of relationship I want. Even though in the household, I saw acts of, of kindness and love, but for the most part, the relationships I saw taught me what I didn't want. And I know that we both have had experiences where our own personal relationships in the past just didn't work out, you know, due to certain issues, you know, toxic behaviors and whatnot. But yet we have found a way to make it work. And, and sometimes it just completely shocks me and trips me out how well we function together and and how matured our relationship has become over the years. So today, me and Keith are here to discuss how to make a relationship work. And our advice is based from our own experience. I think that the best teacher in life is experience, especially if you apply what you've learned. And so this episode is for you if you are someone who have maybe just started a relationship and and you have fears of whether it will last or not, or maybe you're someone who have been in a relationship for some time, and and now you're having some issues in a relationship and are looking for ways to rebuild and rekindle, or maybe you're just someone thinking about getting into a relationship and are merely looking for some advice. Well, don't worry, we got you, uh, because we are definitely going to, you know, just just add some value um, to y'all today. So before we get into things, Mr. Hickman, L.A., I, I have three questions I want to ask you. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so my first question is, how do you define happiness? It's a good question. Really, for me, happiness is can I make an impact? I used to think it was only getting the goals that I want to get out the way or mm-hmm. doing what I want to do as far as, you know, what my dreams are or my whatever the year goal is. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometime last year, and it was like, if I were to die today, would I be happy Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. my life? And at that certain time, I I was. And that was only because of me thinking of not only what I've done, Mm -hmm. um, making my mom proud, you know, succeeding and getting into the music, whatnot. But really just having an impact on the people around me. And I know for sure that I've had uh, 
and still have a very big impact on the people in my life and in my circle. So that's where my happiness derives. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So my next question is, what's your view on perfection? I've never even had, I don't think I've ever had an issue with perfection. I've always been the type to, let's just say, my music. There are just some things, no matter how hard I try, it's not going to be exactly how I thought about it in my head. It could be like 90% there, Mm -hmm. but people still rock with it. Nobody's able to tell 99% of the time the stuff that I thought was wrong or anything. So I say that to say my, my, my stance on perfection is nothing's ever really perfect. I know that's cliche, but people tend to appreciate what's put out, period. So I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know if that was a clear way to answer it, but I don't, I just don't have a, I've never tried to be perfect. I never thought that it was necessary. So I just think putting the best foot forward is the closest thing you're going to get to it. And what's the best advice you've been given? Best, that's a really good question. I think probably the best advice I've been given is, is probably from moms. And she always just had a way of saying, you know, get through it, head up chin up you know and I, when I was younger it seemed cliche but now that I get it especially being a, a man who intends to have a family at some point um chin up you know I've got too much counting on me to worry about when I mess up or anything like that of course there are times where you need to like express yourself you know however we digest it chin up man you gotta keep your head up i love that advice because it's like are we going to allow our struggles to keep us stuck and keep us in pain or are we going to allow what we go through to to make us stronger and say hey i'm I'm going to persist regardless of this so yeah thanks for sharing that now listen before we dive in today's topic let me first just give you all a, a little background of me and keith's relationship and how we met so me and Keith met back in, in 2018 at work. Um, we worked at a logistics company and I thought Keith was cool, right? You know, I, you know, we had, <laughs> we had multiple things in common. One of those being music, you know, Lord knows I love me some music and, and we just vibe so well. And I love the fact that Keith was just very down to earth and, and always just very conscious and knowledgeable and it's not like I want to tell y'all this because it's not like we met each other and was like, oh, we're going to be together. You know, like, nah, it, it wasn't anything like that. We were just friends. And in fact, we we never thought we'd end up in a relationship. But the chemistry was something we couldn't deny. And, and so years later in 2020, uh, Keith took me to Santa Monica and, and asked me to be his girlfriend. And mm-hmm. of course, I said yes, <laughs> because I'm here today. And and so here we are. Here we are. It's been great. It's been wonderful. It's been ups and downs, but it's been mm-hmm. great. Not <laughs> More, too many downs. Not too many downs. No, definitely mm-hmm. not. More ups than downs. Uh, but Keith, I know you've been in, in multiple relationships. Your your last relationship being five years. Uh, right. What would you say is the, the main thing that was missing from that relationship that made you reconsider and say, this isn't for me? I hadn't grown into myself 
you know, um, what was missing. It was a great foundation. Yeah. You know, met through social circles. I think meeting through social circles is very important because you get the chance to vet the person. You, the person that you met them through probably has similar interests and ideas. So you kind of already got a feel for the person. So that was there too. But I think that we were just really young and we hadn't gotten to the point of like the type of maturity that we would need to get through the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, the foundation wasn't bad, but I think just the maturity and whether that goes into like trauma from both of us, whether yeah. it goes into curiosity from both of us, it, it was it was built well at the bottom, but it, it just didn't grow well due to personal problems on both sides. Yeah, so. and, and, and I understand that because I know that sometimes when you're in a relationship and you know, you haven't healed in, in certain areas of your life. Sometimes that can bleed into the relationship. Um, but the best thing about that is that you had an awareness of, okay, there's still some things on my end that I need to grow and improve, whether that was on your end or, you know, on the other person's end. Um, so I think that that's, that's great. I want to ask you, what are some of the ways being that, you know, you're saying that there was growth and things that you needed to um, mature into what are some of the ways you went about finding like what's best for you and identifying you know what it is that you needed to improve about yourself um in order to you know make sure that your next relationship is is healthier than the last right right I needed some sort of validation and I was looking for it through other people through social media through other places than inside of myself. So that's definitely one thing. What I mean by that, for instance, back at that time, I wasn't as financially stable as I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, something that I needed to work on. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, that's, that's surface level. Um, inside, I wasn't very affirmative. I wasn't taking charge a lot. You know, and these are things that I hold myself accountable for okay. because these are things that, from a man's point of view, make the relationship easier on both parties. And we both have, men and women, we both have things that we do to make the relationship easier for everybody. And um, I feel like if I was a little more um, cement and concrete as as far as not changing who I was or compromising who I was for the other person, you know, well, I'm glad that happened because it made me, you know, a better person. But I just feel like if I was a little less compromising that and I wouldn't even say the relationship worked, but it would have been like easier for me to realize that it wasn't going to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, So that's good. You know, you were able to have that again, have that self-awareness and take the time to reflect on what changes and improvements you wanted to make for yourself. And which brings me to my next question, because I know that most times when people in relationships, they don't take the time to actually reflect uh, or just figure out why their last relationship didn't work. What they do is just simply end things and move on to the next, bringing those same dysfunctions into the new relationship. So how important was it for you to not bring your your baggage from your last relationship into your new relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I think you kind of remember how it first was, you know. <laughs> what um, was that? <laughs> as far as, you know, not bringing the baggage because 
I was very careful in not doing that to the point in which you wasn't sure if you was going to wait around for me, you know, because <laughs> I, I had to wait for a little bit That's true. just to make sure that no baggage came from, you know, the longest relationship I've ever had. And what we were talking for, what, like six months? You know what? I I honestly before we before we decided to really say okay, let's be oh that's true that's true because we were because again we were just really just friends in the beginning, Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say yeah maybe it was about six or seven months that's true yeah because I think the first time we really was like all right we digging each other was after that Christmas party (laughs) (laughs) dun 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 yeah so um but yeah yeah it was very important for me not to uh bring that into this and to take the proper time to heal myself and at least get in the mindset for a new relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know for me, I'm someone who, I mean, I had to work on my, you know, issues of my own, especially my issues of, of low self-esteem and ensuring that I didn't, just bring that into the relationship, you know, and just, just relying on you to, to validate me. Um, Mm. but moving on to the next question. So as we know, right, no relationship is perfect. And so when you have moments of, of arguments and, or disagreements, what would you say is the key to going about resolving those disagreements? Because disagreements are going to happen. Lead a house. <laughs> Lead a house. Is that that's that's the that's the best answer you got? That is the best. <laughs> you don't be leaving the house. Men, and come, come I want to say we... men leave. Okay, listen to me for for I got some. Now, are we talking about like we were talking about like a, a, a argument argument like where people need to like take breathers? Or are you just talking about it like any? Just I mean, if you think about any disagreement that we've had ourselves. I'm trying to think of a situation where we actually needed to intentionally work it, though, because for us, you know, a lot of it is we listen to each other. You know, we might not dig what the other person is saying, you know, but I don't I can't recall a time where it was just too much. I know with me, like sometimes, well, first of all, I would say that in any disagreement, I, I always just try to hear you out and, and understand where you're coming from, right? right? Um, just to put myself in your shoes. And, and if I don't, because there's been moments where I just can't find, like, where you're coming from. Like, I, I don't understand where you're coming from. And so I'll ask you, like, can you help me understand where you're coming from? However, there's been times where, like, I felt the tension in my body of me feeling myself getting angry because I felt like you, that I was unheard. And so I know for me, if I feel that tension coming, then I'll, I'll, I'll walk away. And, or before I walk away, I'll tell you that, okay, hey, I don't, I, I don't have the answers right now because sometimes you're not going to solve, there's not going to be a solution for every problem right, right then and there. Right, and so right. I think that it's best to, sometimes you need to walk away. Hey, you know, I, I, I don't have the capacity to, to handle this right now. Um, is it fine if we, you know, reconnect in, in an hour or so, or maybe even the next day, uh, you know, but I, I think with us and, and it's not even, I think, but we do, we talk out every problem that we have because if we don't talk about that problem then guess what 
it's just gonna come back up again in another situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shoot, you just basically said what I said from the jump. Walk away. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, we're on the same page, but but we have had a situation where I forgot what we was like had a disagreement on, but we were able to like talk things out right in the, right then and there, and it was it was it was it was a good feeling. It was like okay, okay, mm-hmm. look at us. <laughs> it happens often, thank God. <laughs> you so, said it don't happen often? No, I said it does. Oh, yeah, so we talk everything we out. Um, I can't even remember. Definitely. And you know what? This is interesting because sometimes when couples have disagreements, uh, they, they feel the need to, to just yell and lash out at each other, call each other all type of names, um, and which is interesting because, like, Daniel Goleman, the author of the book Emotional Intelligence, in this book, he states that an early warning signal that uh, that a relationship or a marriage is in danger is harsh criticism. For example, um, he mentions that like when you attack your partner's character versus criticizing the behavior that led to the disagreement. Um, and, and so he mentions that in a complaint, you know, a wife states specifically what's upsetting her and criticizes her husband's action and not her husband. But personal criticism leaves the person leaves the other person um on the receiving end feeling ashamed disliked and and defective all of which are more likely to lead to a defensive response rather than to steps to improve things so i think that this is uh very important because for the couples who do have those disagreements and where there's a lot of name calling where you call your 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 partner stupid dumb or or a bitch you know, they're likely to feel more attacked and, and lash out in anger versus criticizing versus you criticizing the behavior, the action that took place. And I think that when we do this, when we call our partners names and things like that, like, oh, you stupid, you dumb, you're not good enough. Like sometimes we can attach those uh, attach those names to our to our identity and, and believe that we're not good enough right. and whatnot. And I think that that can take a toll on on how we view ourselves, um, opening up, you know, the gate to to low self-esteem and, and all sorts of problems. So wh- what are your thoughts on that? Very important to know, especially from the perspective of, like you said in the the beginning, we both really don't come from great examples of relationships. And when I hear that, it just seems like a youth thing. It seems like something you grow out of, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the case. Some people never, never grow. So Mm -hmm. it really just starts off again with that, that inner work that I was talking about and how like... You got to earn happiness. You know, you can't just, you you sitting here name calling your, your partner. You're not happy inside because like you always tell me, if you name calling somebody else, you probably call yourself names as well. Right. That's so. a very good point. That's a very good point. Cause it's like the way that we treat people is, is an indication of, of, of how we treat ourselves. And, and so if you're sitting up here criticizing somebody, you're probably doing the same thing to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right now. We say that communication is key in a relationship. Like that's, you know, we hear that a lot. But I think that the word communication can be a bit broad. So what does communication look like for you in a relationship? Trying to be the best boyfriend and text you when I'm out of town. (laughs) Call you as much as I can. (laughs) Now, he... Keith mentioned that because sometimes when <laughs> no, you didn't think I was going to speak on this. 
sometimes when when Keith is out of town and I mean, you know, a lot of times when we travel, like I'm either I either go back home or Keith goes back home to L.A. And um, we don't communicate as much. Uh, but Keith is much more of a he, he loves to text and. I love to to speak on the phone like I am so vocal and it's just like uh uh-uh, uh I'm not I, my perspective on that is just like I'm not trying to text you uh, all the time no <laughs> call me pick up the phone and call me and and see that's something that I see that I that I communicated to you right because that was something that was an issue something that I considered to to be an issue and um I, I speak whatever is on my mind um I, but I do it in a way that um I aim to do it in a way that's that's received <laughs> <laughs> that's received uh by you in a good way <laughs> well, well let's let's take it back a little bit so first of all communication to me is um is just being like you said open and honest about things that the other person needs to know you know, whether it be, hey, look, um, I'm going to go hang out with a couple of friends tonight. I'll be home a little bit later. Or it can get to like what you said. Hey, this is happening and I don't really like how it's making me feel. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of interesting that you did speak on it a little more because that that was our communication process. Even though, you know, at first it was like, oh, well. I guess you, you're just not going to talk to me while you're at home, huh? Y'all need to see but, his facial expression right but now. <laughs> the, the point is, we're all going to go through the motions. Yeah. And as long as you can not act out and still communicate yourself how you're feeling. Because I think that's the most, that the issue is not communication. It's how we communicate. Yeah, very we're always, true. We always let people know, well, for the most part, we let people know how we feel. It's just how, whether it's, oh, you, you dumb, you stupid, or, hey, look, what you did made me feel this way. You mm-hmm. know? So I think communication is more just how you express how you feel. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think that uh, communication also involves listening because sometimes some of us, we don't listen, you know, we're just waiting to, to say our next response. And I think that listening is a, a major part of communicating. And then also, it's important to communicate how you feel. Communicate what's bothering you in a relationship because I think that most people expect their partner to know what's wrong. Like, some of us can have these expectations of what we believe our partners should do, and when they don't do it, it's just like we get mad and upset. And it, and, and ultimately, it's just like, did you communicate that to your partner? Did you express that clearly, that this is something that you wanted right. versus getting mad? Now, this is a juicy question. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been waiting to ask you this question. Oh, um, Lord. So... <laughs> Especially just like being the times that the, that we that we live in and knowing that cheating is a huge reason why most relationships end. I just wanted to ask you. Uh, so coming from a man's perspective, why do you think men cheat in a relationship? Men cheat because they're either not getting what they want at the crib mm-hmm. or they just ain't ready. They, they aren't ready, ready for to, to settle down and to give it up. You know, which is, I see that's difficult for a dude, you know, just to like settle down. 
you know, because our, our mating strategy is to get as many as we can, you know. But when you find something that you know is definitely long-term or has long-term potential, yeah, um, that's one of the sacrifices that, you know, men have made before and it's not impossible at all but it's either one of the two either they're not feeling appreciated at the house okay you know they um they don't get the same reciprocation from their partner from you know for whatever reason so how big because i I love that you mentioned that 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 part about uh feeling appreciated how how big is having your partner appreciate you It's, it's very important you know and of course we know that as a man, knowing how women work, you know, women need validation, affirmation, attention, and things like that. So that's, it's a little more obvious in my perspective looking that way, but back to the question you asked, why do men cheat? So like from the man's perspective, that that validation goes a long way. It goes so much longer because we're not used to really getting it. You mm-hmm. know, we're not the ones that are like chased. And so for for a woman to, you know, reaffirm their man is very important. You'd be surprised how many men like will tell their woman or tell us when we're talking guy talk that like, yeah, my girl don't don't really tell me I look good or, you know, I could just use some more compliments. Like that's yeah. a very common thing that yeah. men say. And, and you're right. I have heard that. And, and I think just naturally we all want to feel just cared about. Right. And, and and appreciated and valued. And you know what? Me and Keith, we every time we come in the house, like we greet each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> we hug each other. I'll be walking him to the door sometimes. He walks me to the door. He opens my door for me, you know. It's it's just like it's the little things that adds up. So do you think that uh a relationship can be repaired after cheating? Very much depends. It's definitely possible. It's yeah. definitely possible, but it there's so many factors. It's like time. Really, I think time is the factor that keeps people there, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, how much have you invested in this person? How much, how, how far you guys are willing to go for each other? What potential do you actually see in the relationship, period? And then it does, sometimes the situation matters. Sometimes oh, absolutely. The situation matters. You know, it's it it, it just matters. It, it sometimes it really does. Like matter. if you like if, if if you cheated on on a woman and you got another woman pregnant, I, I think that that's a whole another level yeah, of um cheating and that's going to take for one if a person steps out and, and cheats on you in a relationship in order, I believe that in order for that relationship to, to heal, there has to be a level of forgiveness. And I mean, in fact, all healing, in order for healing to, to take place, there has to be forgiveness. There right. has to be acceptance, which I think is a, is a major part. Definitely a major part. I wanted to ask you, how important is it to know what you like and, and know what you want in a relationship? Super important. That, that goes back into self-work, straight up. Looking back at previous situations that didn't work, looking at why they didn't work. Now, yes, there's a lot of accountability that has to be, you know, maintained. But you also have to be able to recognize the actual person you were dealing with, what you liked about them, 
what you didn't like about them and you know how much of a better or worse person they made you you know and that's like the best way to see what you like and you don't like just kind of you know analyze the actual people you've been with Mm -hmm. and just see where they made you happy and see where they didn't make you happy and just try to apply that not apply it to the next person but just keep it in mind like you don't have to compromise certain things that don't serve you just to make other people happy yada yada but um just just analyzing the people that you've dealt with in the past and why you analyze and why you excuse me why you um were with them yeah and this goes back to the concept of self-reflection you know it's a it's a must to assess your thoughts your feelings how things affected you and and what works for you and what doesn't because again you don't want to end up in another relationship and find that you are experiencing the same the same problems that you had in in your previous relationship so what's next in in your relationship like how do you see our relationship developing in the future i'm working towards marriage and as simple as that do you want kids yeah two you want to Keith wants you, okay, so you want two kids. I don't need it, but I mean it's ideal. It, it would be ideal. Listen, I I told him I said I may, <laughs> I may after I have the first one, I, I may not like the experience and be like, uh-uh, I, uh-uh, I'm, you only get one child for me. I, I don't want to go oh through that God. pain. No, but again, I'm I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we'll see. We'll no, see. we'll see. We'll see. You yeah. know, it, it's all about the experience. But at the same time, like, I'm, if you want another child, like, I'm willing to, you know, just, just make those compromises. Uh, so, well, thank you for being on the show with me today. Uh, this was fun. Any last tips or advice you want to give our listeners? To still be you. Focus on whatever you got going on. Focus on the the support system that you had before the the new relationship so you can still keep in touch with family and friends and just still have a sense of who you are and to give yourself some time to miss the other person. Absolutely, which is important because I, sometimes people base their relationships, like they're, they're basing their happiness on that relationship. And it's just like you have to provide that happiness for yourself and, and your partner is, is someone who adds to your happiness. Right, right. Now, before I end today's episode, I really want to make it clear how important self-awareness is before getting into a relationship, because the more you learn about yourself, y'all, the better you can know what you like and what you don't like, which then makes it easier for you to determine who fits your criteria for a relationship. And this will save you time, effort, and will save you unnecessary pain from toxic behaviors and horrible breakups down the road. The better you know yourself, the better your relationship. And remember, all great things takes time and and nurturing. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate the podcast, write a review, and share it so that we can grow this community. Until next time, peace and love.